When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hello, here we go, it's the Combine Podcast. What is happening everyone, welcome back to another Combine Podcast. And uh, well, it's going to be our belated season award show, I think every person has done theirs and we're about what, a month late? Just just late to the party, let's, let's, let's go, let's talk about the... The mad season that was last year. Uh, I mean, I've had a bit of a chill and just kind of um, after that mad season. I mean, we did a video last week with the Canate news, which actually we've just been talking about off air, which was nearly two weeks ago. So I feel a bit out of practice doing this. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we get on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Mick. I'm joined by Kiefer again. And I, I was thinking before, I'm... How many appearances is this for you now? It must be, I don't know if this is hat trick or. I think it's a hat trick, yeah. I think it's hat trick. I think. There was one before Leeds, and then there was one after Southampton, or there was one after Leeds or something. I think I think I've got a match ball now, so I think you know I'm a <laughs> I'm a proven copy pundit. Oh my god! Well, I'll have to uh, I'll have to speak to Jay and uh, get up the funds for the flyaway <laughs> and get get it over to you. Get that uh, get that quick flyaway on the way to you. <laughs> But uh, yeah, nice one for jumping on, lad. But before we start properly, we've got a new partner at the um, the Copy Podcast, and it's Cali Designs. So if you're going over to CaliDesigns.co.uk, you can uh, insert Copy Pod Ten on checkout and get ten percent off any prints that he does. He does Klopp, he does Van Dyke, he does Gerard, he does Hendo. There's fucking loads on there. So if you use Copy Pod Ten on checkout, you get ten percent off all the, all the. Um, Info is in the description if you wanted to go and head over and have a look at those. But yeah, finally, how long have we talked there? Two minutes, let's crack on. Let's crack on with this stuff, Keeper. Um, yeah, let's dive straight in. So I put a tweet up about, must have been two weeks ago, three weeks ago, about asking six questions about the season just gone and um, who we thought were the top in, in those lists and maybe a couple second place and third place and whatever else. And those questions were... So player of the season, then you've got goal of the season, you've got assist of the season, you've got most improved player, most disappointing player and moment of the season. So we'll jump straight in to uh, player of the season and any second or thirds that you that you think might be uh, noteworthy. Uh, I think obvious shout is Mo Salah, isn't it? I mean, I was just looking before at his numbers, I think it was 22 in the league and, and 31 in all competitions. And I always say he's such a, a victim of his own success in a way, isn't he? That, obviously that first season he had... Um, that Kiev year and like obviously ever since then I think was it 44 I think he got that year and like ever since then obviously like he's just judged off that every year but you know considering he was he was one behind Harry Kane or two behind Harry Kane every finish at the end like you know he single-handedly dragged this Liverpool side obviously yeah you know Tottenham weren't the, the greatest team this year but like considering the front three have all kind of had dips and there's been rotation you know Jot has been out you know Firmino hasn't been hitting the heights you know Mane had you know probably his worst season to date and, and Salah's just constantly been there every week scoring the goals. And, you know, it's quite scary to think where Liverpool would be without him. You, you know, we definitely wouldn't be in third position. But apart from Salah, um, I, obviously, again, another obvious shout for me is probably Fabinho. Um, I just don't even know what to say about him. I mean, the only thing I would say is that, 
you know, it's no coincidence that now Thiago's playing well is because Fabinho's alongside him in midfield. Now he's, you know, finally returned. Um, you know, he's just absolute, just, he's, I think they call him the lighthouse, don't they? I think Pep Linders calls him and you can see why, because he just, he just spots danger and he, he's just so integral to this side and he's kind of one of those, he does a bit of the dirty work, so you probably don't always appreciate it and I, I don't think it's until you take him out the side or you, you, you know, you put him at, at the back until you realise how much you're missing, but even at the back, you know, this season, um, because I think I think his first game that was against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. Obviously, team of one of Timo Werner's first games, and he just absolutely bossed it, didn't he? Like he did, obviously doesn't have the pace, but he just had he had him at arm's length all afternoon, and you know he, he was just superb this season. So that'll probably be my, my second, and then obviously third is is Nat Phillips. I mean, I, I probably don't need to, to say much on Nat Phillips. Just that you know this time last year, everyone was probably thinking like not who is Nat Phillips because obviously he came back for that um, Everton game in the cup, didn't he? But you know he was just kind of like. You'd describe you'd put him in that category of like Deadwood, wouldn't you? Like just raise funds, that like couple couple millionaire, whatever. But you know, considering you know his stock's probably at an all-time high now, um, he's proved he's a Premier League, um, you know, a Premier League defender. He could, he could play for you know, I'd say five to eight teams in this league comfortably. You know, he's 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 done well with Liverpool. Is Liverpool his future? That's a, that's a tough decision, but you know, I'm sure he'll have plenty of suitors. And you know, he's his story's so good as well. That's what I like about him. You know, obviously from. Um, getting released at Bolton then he was going through that scholarship wasn't he in America and then even last year he was going to go to Swansea and it's just like it's proper like sliding doors moments isn't it like you know one thing happens and it's you know so he's been fantastic and then obviously other shouts are like you know I'd even put Reese Williams in there you know he, he endured you know a bit of a difficult time I think in, in January at Old Trafford didn't he in the, in the cup but you know considering he was playing at Kidderminster last year in the, in the National League North whatever it was to you know, he, him and him and um, Phillips have kind of just dragged Liverpool's top four. I mean, there was that photo, wasn't there, on the final day of the season of them doing the, the lap of honour and, like, he has the cut on his eye and uh, Phillips has the headband on. And it's just proper, like, gladiator stuff. And, you know, if, whether they play for Liverpool again, you know, whether they're here next season or not, like, no one can take that away from them. Do you know what I mean? So, obviously, Salah's number one, Fabinho's number two, but I, 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 I will be tempted to give it, you know, Phillips in, in third if you kind of disregard, disregard the, the kind of Salah and Fabinho shouts. Yeah, and I think I think Doug in the in the comments there agrees with Fabinho for his versatility and Salah for his goals. Like like we were saying about you said about Salah, like the goals, so what he got thirty one this year in all comps, that's his second best return. Like he got obviously he got forty four in his first year, but that was fucking alien. That was just like yeah. crazy numbers. Every- and then tw- twenty seven is second, twenty three in his third, and then thirty one in his fourth, which is it's mental in it, just how how consistent he is, just putting the ball in the back of net. He's he's just he's one of the best that's ever done it in the Premier League, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's he's one of the best. I think Liverpool have ever seen. You know, I think obviously you know obviously you've got your Gerrard and your Daglishes, and some people say you know your John Barnes and those kind of players. But for me, I think in, it'll be one of those when Salah's gone and kind of the dust is settled and you kind of you know you step away from it and, and you look and you think he, he'll probably walk away. Well, he walks away the Champions League, you know, Club World Cup, Super Cup. Premier League, you know, might get another Premier League or you'll definitely get another couple of trophies you'd think. And you think you look back at it and you think you'll be you'll be one of the best because you'll be like that that face of this generation, if that makes sense, kind of thing. You know, it'll probably be like that front three, that that Firmino, Mane, Salah will kind of be like the, the face of Klopp's success, if you know what I mean. Um for me he's just like I say, he's definitely the top top two or three to do it for Liverpool. And I think he's just so disrespected, isn't he? And not that not that it bothers me, but it's more just like Outside of Liverpool, he's quite disrespected, isn't he, across the league, up and down, I think. You know, especially when you look at the praise Harry Kane gets and, and stuff like that, and you think Salah's, you know, matched him near enough or even bettered him on, on, on most of his most of his seasons back in England. So he's, 
he's just absolutely phenomenal. And obviously, just talk obviously with his, his contract, Scott. I think two years left, doesn't it? Twenty twenty three. I think it runs out, and you know, just talks whether Liverpool should cash in on him. But you know, if I'm if I'm Liverpool, I'm saying you know, is a is a blank checkbook. You know, you tell me what you want every week, and, and we'll put that down for you because I think he's the one that you can't lose out the front three. You know what I mean? Like. You, you've seen this year on Firmino's not doing well or Marnie's enjoyed a bit of a dip like Salah can literally do it on his own you'd build the side around him for the next two or three four years you know what I mean yeah and I think he's he's only is he 29 and I think so a couple in, of weeks couple, isn't he yeah, a couple of weeks yeah so I mean there's this thing isn't he where people think that once you turn 30 you bait you all of a sudden an old man over the hill I mean I'm, I'm 32 this year so that's probably true of me because I'm an old bastard I've been talking about Covid jabs before I'm getting mine today so I'm going to be wrote off for about four, four months with a fucking bruised arm or something but Salah's just a he's just a monster isn't he like I think that Chelsea that Chelsea two years of Chelsea back in 2014 I think that kind of tarnishes what his perception in England is like because I think he went there didn't quite get the minutes that he deserved maybe I think people when you see like interviews now with like former teammates of his from back then he said he was like amazing in training but he just didn't kind of get the the minutes that he needed and didn't get that progression that he needed and then obviously went off to Fiorentina then off to Roma and then back to Liverpool to, to prove a point and I think it's the, the the fact that he did choose come back to come back to the Premier League that he felt that he had unfinished business and he had the balls to come back to the league that he didn't do so well in to right those wrongs. And I think that is a testament to the character and the player, isn't it? Because that's just, that's just how good he is. Yeah, 100%. I think there's, I think obviously there's a bit of a weird mentality in England. It's like, you know, the Premier League is like self-proclaimed, isn't it? The best league in the world. It's like, you know, everyone, you know, it's head and shoulders above the league. That's what everyone kind of thinks and whether that's true or not. And I think people are so desperate for people to fail in this league. Do you know what I mean? So it's like as soon as Salah can't do it and then he goes and does it in Syria, everyone's like, well, that's because it's such a poor league. This, You know what I mean? And then no one kind of wants to give him the credit. You know what I mean? Like you say, he kind of put what he did at Roma on the line, you know, to come back because, he, he, you know, he could have easily like flopped or whatever, you know, but he, he knew that he was good enough and... Like you say, like you you hear like you know De Bruyne, or you hear you hear Hazard a lot, don't you? Say that you know he was really good and and whatever, and for whatever reason you didn't get the minutes. But I think it's quite telling in that Chelsea side. Obviously, you got Lukaku, so he's going to do like you know fantastic things. You've got De Bruyne, who's just won PFA Player of the Year for the second year in a row. Like, and you've got Salah. You know, the fact that they were all kind of let under the radar in that kind of two or three years at Chelsea. It makes you ask like a lot of questions, like whether was it Salah's fault? You know, was he not good enough, or was it just genuine? I think it was Mourinho, wasn't it? It would have been his second stint. Um, so you, you think was it more of like a you know Mourinho's kind of refusal to kind of put the youth in there, and you know was it a bit of a sinking ship at Chelsea? So like you say, it's just a testament to to who he is to kind of come back and you know take that challenge on again. And like I say, he's, he's not looked back. But I, I think I think you're definitely right. He's kind of he still is tarnished for some reason with that first spell at Chelsea because like I say, I think people are so you know, so happy to be like, this is the best league in the world. He can't do it. He can't do it. But obviously he's come back and he's you know absolutely smashed everything. Yeah. I think just like the numbers themselves, I think he, he, he even gets tarnished with like, oh, he's not a team player and he's just a, a goal machine or he's a stat padder. And just a load of shit, like a load of just shit shouts. And it's like, well, 125 goals and 203 appearances. That is just for a, for a right winger predominantly. Yeah. Who obviously is quite, a, is a forward. It's just, yeah, it's crazy numbers. And Dan's just put in the comments there. Uh, Salah has to be player of the season. And apart from an iffy February and March, Alisson actually had an outstanding yeah. season statistically again. Trent was the best player in the league from February. So, yeah, there's a few we haven't even mentioned, like the likes of Thiago and Trent on the yeah. back, back end of the season. They were, they were both boss as well. 
yeah, no, Trent was great, wasn't he? Post obviously the internationals, he was he was really good, and obviously like you know, obviously I've got it for him personally with the the whole kind of inj- injury the other day. Obviously, you know, he's, he's kind of fought to get back in in the squad, and you know, regardless of what you think of England or whatever, like personally for him, he'll, he'll, as a player, like, I imagine that's kind of like a peak, isn't it? You know what I mean to represent your, your country in a in an international tournament. So, you know, I I do feel good for him on that part, but at the same time, like I was just trying to think of it. He's hardly had a rest, it feels like, because obviously he did the, the key every year. He played most of the games then. He went to the World Cup. Obviously, he didn't play at the World Cup, but he still went to Russia and travelled and trained and whatever. Then, obviously, he had the um, the Champions League year, didn't he? Where we got to the final, we won that. So, he's played, obviously, a 97-point season, you know, and then, uh, you know, played the European Cup in the June. Then, obviously, he's had last year, yes, he had the break with COVID, but, you know, it was a hard, you know what I mean? It was a weird break. It wasn't like he could switch off kind of thing. And then, obviously... There was a short preseason. Then he's had this year, so it's yeah. Obviously, I'm gutted for him, but I think he just needs a rest. You know what I mean? Because he's. I would love to see his minutes over the last three years. I reckon him, Genie, and and Robbo would be up there probably, and Salah obviously. Cause Salah hardly misses a game. They'd probably be your, your four, wouldn't they? He's, he's not had a break, so hopefully, like you say, he'll he'll kind of come back with that kind of same level, and he'll have a, a point to prove as well because you know he's kind of got that. Like with Curtis Jones, he's got that scouse arrogance. It's like a good arrogance and he channels it in a good way, obviously. You know, when he scored that goal against Villa and Southgate's watching and, you know, he's giving it like the eyes kind of thing. And he's boss, isn't he? He's, he's fantastic. And like I say, hopefully he can have a, a better campaign next year. But if he's anything like he was from from March to May, then then he'll be fine. Yeah, and I think sometimes we get how young he is. Like he's not even, he's 23 in October. Like, and he, from yeah. just looking at a quick look of his stats before we move on, like 33 in his breakout season then 40, then 49, then 45. So when you look at the, like, the most Salas as well, who's usually consistently appearing, it's usually near the 40s and 50s that those type of players are playing in, in court. So, yeah, yeah. So especially with the whole COVID thing as well, like, you know, like the whole kind of lockdown last year, after, like I said, they got a break, but it was hardly a, a break as such, was it? It was, everyone was locked in, you couldn't do anything. And then obviously they have to play the, the season, the short pre-season. Like, I'm just amazed that like another one, um, another shout, obviously not player of the season, but I think, I think he had a really good kind of first, probably till January, I'd say, on, until we kind of dipped. But I thought Robertson was great and not like, not by his normal standards, but just in terms of like reliability, you know what I mean? I think he started every league game, did he? I think, I think he started all 38. I think, um, you know, to Shikamus, he only played like, two games and he like you know came on at the end kind of thing and obviously there's a question there obviously is there something there that um Klopp doesn't like about him or does he just need time but you know for Robbo to be available you know for like you know, like you say it'll be 40 50 games when you when you add up all competitions it's just you know it's just a testament is it to his body and his professionalism and, and everything like that yeah definitely couldn't agree more mate but um we've, we've done 15 minutes on the first one there so let's <laughs> I didn't think that was going to be that long, but yeah, when you when you break it down, there's there's quite a few um contenders. Yeah. But we'll go we'll go through all ours anyway first, and at the end, I'll put a few screenshots of what people on Twitter were saying. So we'll see if um I haven't I haven't um, proofread them, so they could be could be a bit mad, but we'll have a, we'll have a look anyway and see what uh, people are saying. But the next one, so are we both anyway? We both agree Mo Salah's player of the season, by the way. People, yeah, yeah, let's let's agree on that one. Cool, cool. Uh, so we'll go on to goal of the season, and for me, this is this should be like a fifteen-second segment because I mean I'll let you go first. But what do you reckon for goal of the season? Obviously, for me, it's Allison. Um, <laughs> but obviously, I didn't want to be boring because I thought everyone would go for Allison. So a few contenders. I've gone for Salah's second against West Ham, and um, that breakaway goal. I think Trent switches it to Shakiri, and then like 
touches it down and then plays it straight into Salah and Salah like one or two touches just you know, slots it past Fabianski. I'm gone for Trent versus Villa just purely because of like the, the whole kind of situation around it. You know, it was the first game after the internationals, wasn't it? I think obviously Southgate's there and dying. Like, obviously, if we don't win that, we don't get top four. Do you know what I mean? It's those kind of games you look back on and like the 95th minute is proper Gerard esque, you know, curling it into instead of back of the net. And then, yeah, Allison. But I don't think you can look past Allison. Obviously, I, I was lucky enough to be there and like my head just, my head just absolutely rolled on that win in. Like, I've never, I've never known anything like it. It was just, just, I can't. I still can't. It's been what six weeks, and I still can't process it. Like I, I can't stop watching it back. <laughs> I think I messaged you straight away and was like, "You lucky bastards! You were there watching that. That must have been unbelievable." But yeah, I'm wearing I'm wearing this little bad boy for. Um, I mean, we're coming to moments of the season. I think that's going to be obviously a contender. But like you said, there's some good shelters. Uh, Salah against Palace in the seven 0 win as well, where he was on the bench and he comes on and just belts one top corner. Oh, dear, like, yeah. Fucking hell, what a finish! But uh, yeah. I think Allison's just for just for needing to win and last, yeah. last minute and just like the whole thing and then the, the season that he's had, his dad sadly passing away and then like the all the emotion around. There was just so it was just like it couldn't have happened to any other club. I don't think in those circumstances to that person. It was just like another stars aligned moment and it was it was just it was just magic, wasn't it? It literally it was. Magic. It was mental because I think Trent had a really good chance like a couple of minutes before he, he cut inside and he blazed over the bar with his left foot. Yeah. And my brother texted me and he was watching it and he said, oh, that's it done, isn't it? And I was like, this is still five five minutes ever. And then I think there was like a free kick or something. And again, it was like a straight diagonal. The, the keeper comes out and I was like, I texted him. I was like, yeah, that's done. And I had my match report already and everything. And then obviously <laughs> I, 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 I was obviously doing a, a live feed on my Twitter and I, I saw Alison coming up and I was like, oh, I'll just tweet it because out of context, Alison is up. So I tweeted it anyway. And then, and then obviously... The ball goes in and it just took an absolute age to hit. I don't know what it was like on the telly, but it took an absolute age at the back of the net. And at first, I thought it was Phillips. And then I just saw Alison on his knees like that. And I was like, <laughs> just one scroll of Twitter and it was just ridiculous. Yeah, honestly. I've, just when you think like Liverpool produce a moment where you just think that can't be topped, can it? Or there's yeah. not a yeah. new they can do now. And to, for you to surprise you, and they constantly come up with new ways to do it. I think I put a tweet up saying, like, what, like, first game of next season is Jürgen Klopp going to score a 30 yarder? Just because it's like, what, what, what the fuck else can happen? Like, yeah, seriously, it's... it's getting to that stage, isn't it? Like, if you keep scoring a winner in a game, you need to win. It's such a good header. It's such a, it's such a good header as well. It's, yeah. it's not even like it's a, you know, a scrappy goal line one. He's, He's fully just like you know got his neck muscles up and like I think Klopp said that in his in his post match said if Giroud scores that like everyone doesn't talk uh, won't stop talking about it for months like it's world class and a goalkeeper's just done that and like you say obviously the whole context around it is just you know like you say it's you kind of think Liverpool have outdone themselves with that kind of you know poetic kind of scripting of it all you know like you just you like you think as recently as Barcelona you think that's like the best ever that's never going to get topped and. You know, obviously, the only thing that's probably deprived that moment is obviously there's, there's no fans in. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, if there's fans in that, that's probably up there with with Barcelona. To be honest, isn't it? It's just absolutely ri- ridiculous. It's just mental. Yeah, I think when I think of something not really similar, but like the the goal by you know Mane against Villa Park in the last minute. And yeah, the, like, I was that that. like a, that was a moment because the fans were there and it can't, that kind yeah. of raised that to a level, a higher level. That obviously it was a week. We were one 0 down and we won the game in the last like five minutes or whatever. But yeah. the fans in there elevated that to another level, and yeah, it is just a shame that 
no fans were there to witness. I mean, a part of me and you were there, so you were enough to be there, but we were all at home. I'm just watching it on the telly thinking, is my telly just fucking broke or something? What's going on? <laughs> just got the winner. Absolutely mental. But yeah, I think I think Allison takes this one, doesn't he? Just for, Easily. For, for a, a million of reasons. But um, yeah, let's move on to the next one, which is assist of the season. So... What are you thinking for this? I'll I'll tell you mine because you mentioned it just before about when Sal when Salah scored against West Ham and I think that ball by Shakiri, yeah, Salah. I mean the touch by Salah made touch by Salah made it what it was, but the it just the perfect curve and height and yeah. just basically into his path and it was yeah a, a perfect breakaway goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. That's what I've put down. I've put Shakiri for Salah. I've also gone for uh, Firmino. Firmino for Salah at Leicester, you know, and he does that little like back heel kind of, and he puts it on a plate, and Salah just curls it. That was quite oh, yeah. obviously lost lost the game, but um, yeah. And then obviously I've got I've gone Trent for Allison as well. I think that was a really like yeah. like obviously you know Trent has his kind of iconic corner, doesn't he, against Barcelona? But like just sometimes we can be absolutely piss poor at corners. You know what I mean? Like really, really bad. And that delivery there is for for Ali's goal is. Obviously, yeah, the header's fantastic, but I think the ball's really, really good. You know what I mean? It's, but for me, it's a, like you say, it's a Shakiri one. Just like you say, it's the the ball from Trent initially, and then the touch by Shakiri. Then he just bends it like it's just silly, isn't it? Like he's so good at that Shakiri, isn't he? Like you know, granted, he doesn't. We don't see him as much as we probably like, or as much as we, we kind of did in the past. But you know, his technical ability, I don't think anyone could that deny. It. Like you know, dead ball situations. Those kind of he's just yeah, he's he's great, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, couldn't agree more, mate. Uh, like, I mean, it's going to be interesting with Shaq in the in the summer, like if he if he moves on yeah, or whatever else. But yeah, I just think he's he's technically great, but maybe he would be better than a a team where he's more maybe more relied upon. I think, but I mean, yeah. I think he's been linked with um, like Rome, hasn't he? In like Syria, I think he'd be great in there because the intensity isn't, you know, unless you're playing for like Inter Milan, obviously, like Conte's Inter Milan, where obviously he's left now, but Inter Milan were pretty aggressive in the press, but. Syria is quite reserved, isn't it? And you get a lot of time on the ball, and like you know, so if you went somewhere like that, he'd, he'd be great. Do you know what I mean? Because he can just pick out a pass. He's got all the time in the world. And like you say, he's got the ability to to get a shot off, or it's just that like Liverpool way. He's probably playing for like w- along with City, probably the two like you know the two most intense teams in the league, aren't they? And obviously, he's not he's not exactly the uh, the most intense player, is he? He's a bit of a, a luxury player in a sense. Yeah, I mean, it, it will be an interesting one if 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 we do keep him around because if he's if he's happy to be a squad player, I'm more than happy to keep him for maybe. I mean, you could see like where he'd probably bring him on for games where we need to maybe unlock a door or to be quite precise in the final third. That he's, he's was that he's game against West Ham, wasn't there? Do you remember um, start of the year? It would have been like November start of the season. Shakiri comes on and just plays that. I think Jota. It was to Jota. I think was it. Yeah, Shakiri comes on. He just breaks. Yeah, yeah. He breaks the lines. Doesn't he? Fantastic. He's just like he's. he's like great and stuff like that, like you say, last fifteen minutes, last twenty minutes when you need someone to unlock a defence or a bit of a low block, and like I say, he's got the technical ability. But yeah, like you say, it'd be interesting because I'd be happy to keep him around as a squad player because you know I'd like to see us go for an FA Cup or you know a domestic cup kind of thing. And he's you know he's obviously bar City, obviously you know they can probably feel like two elevens and probably get top four. But you know apart from everyone else in the league, like everyone else in the league probably struggles for like depth. And you know if you you field in teams with like those kind of players as like second string, I think you'd, you'd, you'd do all right, wouldn't you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is, it's going to be an interesting one this summer. But um, yeah, we'll move on to uh, most improved player. So, I mean, this one, I'm, I'm just going to choose the easy option again. But what, what do you reckon for, for most improved? I've gone I've gone Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. Uh, obviously, I think Nat Phillips is obviously going to be everyone's answer uh, for obvious reasons, you know. He obviously deserves it kind of thing. And 
But I think I think Williams deserves a shout as well, just because I obviously Phillips is the thing is I think everyone gets the perception that Phillips is quite young, but I think he's twenty three, isn't he? Or twenty four. Um so he's not you know, he has yeah, so he has played first team football before, but obviously Reese Williams is twenty, is he, maybe? I think about that age, nineteen twenty. So, you know, he's played twenty threes football and like he's not really played senior football, like professional football. And you know, to be kind of be thrown in this season, um you know, in the sense that he has, and you know, obviously Phillips wasn't registered for the uh, the Champions League squad for prize Christmas, so it was obviously Williams playing a lot of the games. On you know, uh, I think he played Natalanta and you know whatever. And uh, yeah, I just think he's kind of gone under the radar because Phillips has been such a success story, which obviously you know fair enough to Phillips, but obviously Williams had that calamity at Old Trafford, didn't he? Um, but I think that again, he, yeah. he pl- but he played like a twenty-year-old centre half, which is no you know disrespect to him. He played how he, you'd probably expect anyone like Trent at that. Old Trafford two or three years ago, didn't he? On Rashford, um, you know, turned him inside out a couple of times, and you know he's come back into the team for the kind of last ten games, isn't he? Um, I think six or ten games as he won. Fabinho's kind of gone back into midfield. Thiago's come back in, whatever, and uh, he's he's really flourished along um, alongside Phillips or Kabak, whoever he's played against. So yeah, I think I think he deserves a shout for for most improved. Yeah, I think yeah, Reece Williams has done. I mean, like you said, he's he's he hasn't had that experience, and I think us having to rely on him was kind of like quite detrimental for him as well a little bit because there was quite a lot of pressure wasn't he put on put yeah. on him because obviously Phillips came in and done so well so we were kind of like half hoping that he would do the same I mean like I said he had some difficult moments especially at, at Old Trafford and he hasn't like Phillips has, hasn't got the pace but he's got maybe a bit more positional sense and that comes with yeah. age doesn't it so hopefully <laughs> this will uh, stand Reese Williams in good stead for, for the future yeah. whatever, whatever that might be I think, yeah, like Phillips, obviously, Phillips has like a standout attribute, doesn't he, his, his aerial kind of dominance. I don't think Williams has like, you wouldn't, like, you know, with someone like Van Dijk, obviously he's got it all, but you'd say like his pace and his aerial kind of are his two probably, I mean, obviously his ability to play out, but like even Quebec, Quebec had like good recovery pace over like, a, he took a while to get going, didn't he, Quebec? But then he kind of, he would be, you would be all right. Phillips, like I say, he's got his aerial stuff. I don't think Williams has got something I would say, oh, he's really dominant in that department. And uh, but you, you think like he played the game at Spurs, you know, at Anfield when Firmino scored late. He played there and obviously against Kane and Son, uh, you know, he, he did well there. Um, and like you say, it's it, you, you you wouldn't you wouldn't choose to introduce him into a season like this. You'd probably want to play it like a couple of League Cup games, a couple of FA Cup games, maybe a couple of dead end Champions League games. But like you said, the fact that he's been thrown in against Kane, Son, Rashford, you know, and, and those kind of players is like obviously you'll sink or swim, and obviously he has found it difficult at times. But like you say, hopefully it'll stand him in good stead for kind of his wherever wherever his career takes him, you know, whether that's Liverpool, whether that's somewhere else, whether that's a championship or, or wherever. But I think he'll probably go on though next season, won't he? And you know, if if that's to a championship club, I think I think he'd do do well there, won't he? Because, you know, he's he's got he's got enough about him to do to do well at that level, just maybe not not at the top end of the Premier League. Yeah, I think he's got coming from Kidderminster and then having to go and live plus first team and kind of Mental. help propel us into Top three is fucking ridiculous, really, to, to expect that of 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 them both. But yeah, Matt Phillips played what seventeen games this year, so pretty much half of the season. He he was he did yeah. play games twenty in all comps, and the one that stands out for me, obviously Matt Phillips, but the performance that stands out for me is the is the Burnley one where he scores mm. and gets man of the match, and he's just they were just yeah. hoofing balls long, and he was just fucking pinging them away all game, and it was just it was glory, it was like. Old school defending, which was just so like I don't know, mesmerising to watch how good he is at doing the basics. 
Yeah, no, it was it was great. That was I was I was at that game as well. So that was the one after the West Brom one, um, and he was he was fantastic. And I, I said to, to one of the other journalists, I said that he he'd fit in it Burnley. Like you know, if there's one game you want to have a performance like that, you know, Burnley probably thinking you know if if James Tarkowski goes to you know wherever like a West Ham or something like that, obviously he's, he's quite heavily linked with a move away. You'd think you know Felix has probably put like a, a nine out of ten performance in at Turf Moor. You think uh, you know he's probably alerted that isn't he? Whether whether Phillips wants to go there or not, but. You know, it wouldn't surprise me to see someone like a Burnley, you know, who kind of, kind of pr- not pride themselves on, because I think that's a bit disrespectful, but, you know, they kind of need, like, a- big aerial defenders. They're not too bothered about, you know, those playing out from the back. And I think he, I think he'd do really well. Then, like you say, it was such a good performance. Obviously, he gets the goal to, to top it off. And, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's another another great, great. And even, like, the, the week before at Old Trafford, then he got the assist for uh, for Jota, yeah. didn't he? Like, it's, it's mental because he... Because he got, he, well, I don't know if they gave it as an own goal, but he deflected the, their one in, didn't he? Their first one, and then he just picks himself up, and you know he goes again. He has a, a good performance, so yeah, no, it's a, both of them. Like even at Old Trafford, they both. I think was it Williams or Phillips? One of them cleared it off the line. I can't remember which one, but at three two, I can't remember. Um, Williams, I want to say it was. It have, yeah, it might have been. I can't remember now actually. But then you think that's yeah. like the biggest, that's like the biggest, you know, the biggest stage to do it on kind of thing. And like Phillips has got an assist, you know, picked himself up and, and Williams has picked himself up from the cup game in January and cleared him off the line kind of thing. So I think they both kind of deserve that, you know, that, that most improved kind of player award. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the reason why I think keeping that Phillips around is is the best for all parties. Because if we're playing a lot of the games next year and if he's happy to... I mean, he probably knows he's not going to play as much next year. Yeah. We've got, obviously, San Canata and we've got Van Dijk and Gomez and Matip coming back. So, I mean, if he sticks around, then we're going to be happy, aren't we? Because he's, he's, he's deserved it after after what kind yeah. of propelling us to, 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 to doing so well this season, at the end of the season. Yeah, no. I mean, obviously, just a quick note. I was absolutely gutted that we've not kind of signed Kabak. I, I, I was, re- I did feel really bad, bad for him because I, I did think he did. He, I thought he struggled at first. Obviously, as the um, Alisson makes that mistake at Leicester, obviously they're both kind of involved in that, and that's I think is his debut, isn't it? It was first start, um, and then ever since then he was, you know, he was pretty solid, wasn't he, for the next ten, twelve games, however many he played, and barring this kind of unbelievable run from Phillips of performances, Quebec's probably signing for Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? It's just another sliding doors moment, isn't it? Like it's so I did feel a, a bit good for him, but like you say, it's you know, maybe maybe Phillips is happy to stay around next year as a, a fourth or fifth choice or however many we end up with next year. But like I say, I'd rather I hope obviously we've kind of learnt the lesson, you know, from last season if we didn't replace Lovren. And hopefully now I'd rather, you know, if we have five centre halves and then, you know, it's better to be over-prepared because you know that, you know, Phillips is your bottom centre-half. You know that he's done it in the Premier League. So everyone above him is going to be all right, if that makes sense. And it's just about quality, isn't it, and, and squad depth. And I think that's something that we've lacked and it obviously really kind of derailed us, you know, this season just gone. And hopefully, like I say, we have enough in that department next year. And even in, you know, other departments, whether that be, you know, in the front three or I just think that if there's one year, like obviously the COVID year, obviously it's been mental with fixtures and injuries and muscle injuries and everything. But, I think it, it kind of just shows you expect to be safe and sorry, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's even, I mean, having a load of options, but then also having Fabinho, done, like you said you said earlier, about yeah. playing against Chelsea, done so well. Henderson done well as well, there, although we didn't want to see him in there, but it was kind of, it was a necessity. We, he had to go there. Then to having had a season like this, that helps them, and it gives us more options. options say someone yeah. gets injured and we want to put Fabinho in. I don't know, we buy a midfielder and we want to put them in DM and we want to put Fabinho in centre-half. That's doable. I mean, 
it's the Klopp way, isn't it? He wants players that can play as many positions as they yeah. can, like Jimmy Milner. So it's more the merrier for us. So let's just hope we get a few more in to kind of supplement those. But um, yeah, I think Matt Phillips wins wins that one easily, doesn't he? Just for just for being an absolute beast. But um, yeah, the next one is most disappointing player. Uh, yeah. What you, what are you thinking on this one? I mean, all of them are quite positive apart from what I thought. I'll have to put like a negative one in the end before we finish yeah. up home into the season. But who do you reckon for uh, for this one? I've I've gone Navigator. Um, I've I've gone I've gone Navigator. I've also thrown Marnie in there just just because. Obviously, he gets the goals on the last day of the season, doesn't he? But I, I just think in general, he wasn't. I, is you know, but he's got enough credit in the bank to kind of get away with it. You know, we've we've kind of we've got Champions League. It's like right, you know, go away in the summer and we'll kind of go again. And I hope obviously this isn't this isn't the start of like a decline for him because you know he's he's been he's been great for us and he's twenty twenty eight twenty nine. So it's similar similar to Salah. Um, so hopefully for him it was just a you know a bad season kind of thing because he said didn't he like he was looking at everything that he was doing his diet and everything he just couldn't work out why and that just makes you feel like you just think gutted for him just like. But I've gone. I've gone for Kater purely just for. I've never, you know, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong, but I've never got the hype around him. If that makes sense, obviously, like he's done well at Leipzig and whatever. But I've just never seen it in the Liverpool shirt consistently. There's been good performances. I always remember the West Ham game. It was his first home game, and he was he was unbelievable. And then, yeah. you know, I think a couple of weeks later, he got injured at Napoli. And then, like ever since then, it just feels like I've never seen a good performance from him. You know, and it's like. You know, like he's got so much credit in the bank with some fans. Like some fans are desperate to give him, you know, another, you know. But then it's like the same fans who are desperate to get rid of Chamberlain. But I'd argue that Chamberlain's done more to warrant time at Liverpool than Naby Keita has. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I've gone for that just purely because you know his kind of availability is, you know, he's, he's never available, is he really? And uh, obviously he gets, you know, rightly or wrongly thrown in for that Real Madrid game in uh, in Madrid. You know, whether that was the right call from from Klopp or not. Um, he's seen a bit of a mental shout at that time, didn't it? And obviously, it, it did backfire. So he wasn't good enough. And like I say, Klopp's probably not done him dirty there, but you know, you've got. To, I think Klopp's got to take some of that responsibility in that situation because he's looking at that's probably Liverpool's biggest game of the season to date, and you know, he's he's throwing him in. But I, I just didn't, I just don't think over the course of the season he was. I can't remember how many times he's played. What I probably had fifteen games, isn't he? Sixteen games, maybe. Um, he just he just didn't do anything of note, did he? No, I mean, I've just had a look with look there. Like, he played 33 in his first year, yeah. 27 year before that, a year after that, sorry, and then 16 last year. So, yeah, and for, yeah, a, for a guy who's just turned, just turned 26, like, it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because, like you said, there's a lot of fans who are kind of clamouring for Navigator to do well. I mean, I remember, like you said, that first first game against West Ham, and I think he played Leicester. I don't know if it was, it might have been last year, or I can't, it might have been this year, it might have been last year, yes. I remember. Leicester, Boxing Day. Yeah, he was boss for like, what, 60 minutes and then he goes down injured and he's punching the turf and you're like, fucking hell. And that's kind of that, if there was a moment that summed up his career, it was that, like, being really good for a small period of a game, running running himself into the ground, he was chasing everything down, which is yeah. what Klopp demands and maybe he just isn't accustomed to that as he gets a bit older. I don't, I don't know what it is, but... I don't know if he, has he got time on his side. Do you think it's? Do you think I don't know. He's got he's got he's got two years left on his contract, isn't he? Twenty twenty three. I think Chamberlain's the same. So it's like, you know, I was doing a piece the other day on the pair of them, and I, I kind of said that like next season is do or die because like, you know, obviously Chamberlain was thirty five millions kind of thing, and obviously Naby was fifty, wasn't he? So you think if they don't put a good shift in this upcoming season, you think Liverpool will probably just cut their losses and you know take 
you know 20 million each on them if they can even get that you know just cut that you know rather than keep them for another year pay them wages and let them go for a free you so i think this is you know for cater as well it's his third is this his gonna be his fourth season is it yeah uh, he had 18 19 19 20 yeah so this could be this is fourth season coming up and you know he's he's not done anything really of, of any note like you say so i think he's really got to hit the ground running this season and kind of get himself and especially like you know obviously there's a lot of talk about you know uh, a genie one replacement or you know someone like a tielemans and you know Obviously, um, when Adam's kind of uh, availability, he plays again. He plays fifty games a season, doesn't he? So Kate is never going to replicate that. But there's no reason why he couldn't be like the first replacement for Van Adam, and then Klopp goes in and gets like a lesser kind of person to kind of su- supplement the, the difference in games. You know what I mean? If, there's, a, there's an opportunity now at the minute um, for for Kate to go in there this preseason and be like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the man. You know, um, and then. You know, see what see what Klopp says, but I I can't see it. And you know, if it was me, I would I would be looking to kind of cut you know cut my losses. And yeah, if you can fund kind of some money in and then go out and spend it on a Tielemans or someone like that, then I don't see why you wouldn't you wouldn't do that because you know. Yeah, I know, and it's a shame because like like you said, he needs to if he is to stick around, he needs to be fit and firing from minute one because uh, it's a big like you said, it's a big opportunity for like to him, big opportunity for Curtis Jones. Yeah, There's quite a few players there who are kind of thinking well. The three at the moment in the midfield kind of picks itself, but with a long season, they need to be, like I said, supplemented with, with good performances and people who are going to be available for long periods. Well, like you say, with the midfield, obviously, it's, you know, on paper, you'd say it's going to be Henderson, Thiago, wouldn't you, Fabinho? But, you know, Thiago's probably last 10 kind of come into it. So it's not like he's got that position absolutely secure as he. Obviously, Henderson's, you know, obviously, we don't know what his fitness is like. You know, he's probably not going to play a huge part of the Euros. Um, so you, you don't like obviously like you say if they're all kind of fit and firing, but I, I Thiago's obviously shown enough, but I don't think it's like he's untouchable. You know what I mean? Like Naby could easily go in in there in, in the summer and you know put some good performances in, and like you say, the, the, they're quite injury prone. Not 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 Fabinho, but you know Henderson and, and Thiago. I think you know they do pick up knocks here and there. Obviously Thiago missed near enough the, the, the full first half of the season, didn't he? And Henderson missed nearly a second, the whole second half. So. You know, like you say, in a long season, Curtis Jones, you know, Naby Keita, you'd think they've got an opportunity there to kind of propel their name and kind of be that kind of first first reserve kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? This, uh, but whether they do that is, is another question. Yeah, and I mean, there's still James Milner, 35-year-old James Milner, yeah. who's still going to be probably still there to for another fucking 10 years or whatever, <laughs> however long he wants. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's a shame for Naby, but it's kind of, it is the moment where the people that are kind of clamouring for do to do well maybe are starting to think, oh, maybe we just need to cut our losses like you're saying, Keeper, and just go thirty mil and 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 yeah. money elsewhere. But yeah, it's gonna. This is this is the season where yeah, if he sticks around, he needs to be he needs to be doing it and he needs to be staying fit. Otherwise, your Liverpool career is going to be end shortly, which is is a shame because he, he came with such promise and we waited. Yeah, like well, I never. Long time Obviously, we struck that deal, didn't we? And we have to wait the year, didn't we, um, to to get him? Obviously, and there was so much like on Twitter. I remember, like, there was so much anticipation about getting the deal done. And there was this, you know, I can't say I'd watched him much before, you know, a few like YouTube videos and whatever, but I'd never really seen him. But like, you know, it felt like he was he was this proper landmark marquee signing that was going to take us to this next level, and you know, maybe dislodge like a Wijnaldum or or a Henderson or something like that, and. You know, he takes a number eight from Gerard. You know, he's at the next. You know, like Jeremy there was that photo, wasn't there, of uh, him and Gerard? And you know, it's it's just absolutely mental this hype that he's got. And like you said, there's so many people on Twitter who are just like fighting his corner. And I just think like 
what for? Do you know what I mean? Because like, what, is, what has he done to kind of warrant that support? Like, obviously, you know, he's a Liverpool player, obviously, but I mean, some people would like hand him a new contract tomorrow if they could, do you know what I mean? I just don't get why. Yeah, I think it's the, it's because of this, like, he's kind of different, isn't he? Like, he's a ball carrier. He can, he can yeah. score goals. Like, he proved against, like, the goal against Chelsea last, uh, yeah. before last in the, in the title winning year where he dealt up on top goal. And he is capable, but that capability isn't shown often on a regular basis that, yeah that's, that's the problem that, that we've got with navigator obviously he's a great player but he needs to he needs to show it more often but um yeah we'll we'll finish up with a moment of the season and i think i think i'm just going to be a cop out again and just completely pick the obvious op- option but what, what are you going to go for i'm gonna i'm gonna let you have the the one that i think you're going to go for and I'm, i've gone for it's a big one as well i've gone for Salah at old trafford with that um with, with his last-minute goal. Um, it was obviously very similar to the year before. You know, we played him at Anfield, but obviously Alisson is obviously the main one. But that goal just, you know, it was such a huge game at the time, wasn't it? You know, I think it was those three to go, I think. And, um, you know, the kind of... we just I just didn't think we were going to hold on. And then obviously it kind of breaks to Salah. And then there's that, you know, just kind of how much it meant to him as well. Not that there was any doubt in how much he loves the club, but, you know... I think he's quite a reserved guy, isn't he? Salary's quite, you know, cool and composed. Like he doesn't, I don't, I, he has his cards quite close to his chest. Like, you know, he does the interview saying he'd be happy to play in Spain, but he also comes out and says, I love Liverpool. And I feel like, I feel like he loves it here, but like you'd never get him saying that exclusively. Do you know what I mean? I feel like he, he likes to be in control of the situation and kind of play a bit of hardball, like, you know, um, but that kind of emotion that he let out, um, at Old Trafford, you know, he's just there, isn't he, with the captain's armband, I think. And, you know, he's just there and it just, that for me, that was top four, basically done. I think it was Burnley and oh, West Brom and Burnley, wasn't it, to go? And obviously, yeah, they're difficult games on paper, but that game at Old Trafford was huge, wasn't it? Like if we didn't win that, then we were we were done. And like I say, he again a big moment, and he, and he puts his name there, and he kind of gets the iconic photo. And yeah, I just just made up for him. So that that's probably my Barley Allison one. That's probably my favourite moment. Yeah, I think that obviously Old Trafford. We didn't we hadn't won there for I don't know was it yeah. like. 2014 was the last time. Yeah, so, so seven years. Seven years. That's a that's a long time not to win a football match at a ground in it. So yeah, I don't really yeah. understand that one. But uh, yeah, that was just a that was just a great. I think it was just a great game, wasn't it? Like obviously we didn't start very well, but we ended up getting over the line. And then you're thinking Burnley and West Brom. Surely not. We're surely not. <laughs> fuck it up here. Uh, and thankfully we never. But uh, yeah, it's got to be Allison for me. Just for like we said on yeah. the goal of the season. It's. I know it's the proper, proper easy option, but it was just that moment where you think this is footy as fucking mad and only Liverpool can do this, which is just, I, I, just blows your mind, doesn't it? I think. I think you're you, you're spot on there. Like just about football. I think obviously, you know, it's been a, a rubbish year for kind of everyone. Um, you know, obviously we've not not been able to go to the games, not been able to see the mates. You know, a lot of people have been watching the game on their own or with minimal people that they'd normally watch it with, and. A, for me, like there's personally, obviously, I've watched most of them on the TV, and like I just struggled to get up for them. You know, a lot of the games, especially you know the few with the fans in. Obviously, the final day of the season that was great. Obviously, there was a couple in at Christmas, wasn't there? The Tottenham game, whatever. But I remember even when we we beat Tottenham, uh, Firmino scored. Obviously, there was fans in, but it, it was just like sound, like sound. We won, and I just went to bed. Do you know what I mean? It was like there was nothing to it. But with the Allison goal thing, obviously, like I say, I was lucky enough to be there. But it just felt like everyone, obviously, pubs were open, weren't they? And you know, everyone had something to do for it. Do you know what I mean? And like, 
it was such a good moment. You, even if you watched it on your own, you couldn't not be happy and go out. Kind of, you know, it kind of was like the closest thing I think we've had to like a, a huge let off this year. Do you know what I mean? Because it was such a wild thing, and it just kind of for me, it just kind of rem- reminded me how good football was because everyone was just like. You know, I saw someone tweet the other day, ever since Allison's scored that header, life's been great. And it just feels like that. Do you know what I mean? Everything's just been dead sound since then. So, yeah, but that was just, if there was, if there was a reason why you, if you said to someone like, if someone said to you, like, why do you like football? I would just show them that video and I'd be like, just look at that. Like, I was trying to explain it to my mum and I was like, you know, this is the goalkeeper. Do you know what I mean? I was like, he's scored. And she was just like, how does that happen? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but it's just, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, and I think... Obviously, that going along to, and then we end up getting third, and then Man United get beat by Villarreal, and then yeah, Chelsea see. win the Champions League, and then you just like this. I mean, it's I, I been great, I, isn't it? I think there's another thing I've missed, but there was just like a load of moments where we're just like this. It's like the most perfect end. I mean, yeah. obviously Chelsea and Man City. I didn't know who to fucking pick between those two, but I was happy with Chelsea. Yeah, I did. I think it was like fifty-one forty-nine, and Chelsea's <laughs> favourite, but. Um, yeah, well, we've done we've done forty four minutes there, so that's. Good, I, I thought this that. was gonna. I thought this was gonna be a quick one. To be fair, because I thought we'll go. Yeah, pick all the obvious ones. Well, I did anyway. Cause I'm a boring bastard. <laughs> but um, yeah, nice one, Kiefer, for jumping on. Uh, no nice worries, me. Nice one to everyone in the the comments. Uh, let us know your answers to the to the questions in the in the comments below. Uh, if you agree or disagree, and I've just remembered actually, we haven't looked at any of the ones before we get off. Let's have a look at these. So we've got a couple, I'll fly through these before we go. So let's have a look at this one. So this is from Yuki. Uh, play of the season, Mo. Goal of the season, Ali. Assist of the season, transfer, Jota. Jota's yeah, goal sure. Arsenal. Most improved, Nats. Most disappointing, uh, Naby. Moment of the season, Ali's goal. Memory is still so fresh. I can watch the goal <laughs> all day long. And then Paul's just put, yeah, I saved my typing in second chances. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're they're solid, aren't they? Uh, and then we've got we've got Frankie, uh, player of the season, Mo, goal of the season, Allison's out there, sister of the season, Trent against Arsenal, pure passion. Yeah, and then you've got most improved Thiago or Nat Phillips, most disappointing, most disappointing player Mane, and then moment Allison, most improved player Thiago. Yeah, I I had I I had kind of thought about that angle, but like I. I think he it was quite premature to judge him so early on. But obviously, he was playing with like different midfield partners every week, wasn't he? Obviously, there was no Fabinho. He was asking to, he was asked to do the six one week, the eight the next week, and you know, I just think it, you know, it just wasn't the perfect setup. And then obviously, we've seen him in the back end of the season playing with you know a, a, a balanced midfield, two defenders behind him, and he's done well. So that's kind of what I judge him off, not the kind of first you know six months that we saw when he was kind of you know thrown in ad hoc. Do you know what I mean? So. I can see where he's coming from, but to me, I think that the Thiago we've seen in the last 10 games, I think that's what we'll see next year, you know, on a more consistent basis. You know, he's, I think it was Burnley as well that he just absolutely, he's just unbelievable. And he just, everything that we do well goes through him. He's such a fantastic player. And, you know, I think people are so desperate again to write him off. It's like I was saying that, you know, people are so proud of the Premier League, be like, oh, you know, he's not good enough. You know, he can do it in the Bundesliga. And obviously, he's, he's a world class player. Do you know what I mean? He's, He's won numerous trophies everywhere. I mean, like he was part of like Guardiola's revelation at Barca, wasn't he? He's just a he's a fantastic player. Like obviously, he obviously he was going to be good enough for Liverpool, but I can say people were just so eager to to kind of um, you know what I mean, just like be idiots and be like, oh yeah, you know. But obviously, yeah. clearly, he's a he's a fantastic player. 
it's the it's the whole um like no assists like no no yeah. goals and assists and it's just people just finding that through and going oh well if you don't score goals or assists what what do you do like well watch, watch a game of footy and you'll and you'll see what he does I saw something it was some some journalist and he put something like it was it might have been about when we were in, in a bit of a slump to maybe March or something and he was saying that, you know, Thiago's got no goals, no assists. Like he looks it was like he looks like a distant player, the one that we saw at Bayern Munich last season. And someone was like, Well he only got one assist last season and no goals at Bayern Munich. So if he gets one assist this season is he all of a sudden a world beater again. It's just it's like you say it's people just purely look at stats and obviously yes, stats are great. You can interpret them in any way you want, but you know, it's what you don't see, do you know what I mean? They'll see there's all these mad stats now, isn't it? like pre assists and you know, progressive progressive passes and XG and X ex, X assists and everything like that. It's just like they're all sound, but just watch the game and you'll see who's a good player, do you know what I mean? And those kind of things like that. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm banging the Tiago drum for next season, don't worry. Oh yeah, definitely same. I mean fucking I think I think the one you thought about is Phil McNulty where he was kind of saying Yes. Um I didn't want to name him. <laughs> yeah. Phil McFucking Nulty it was. And I mean, I think I think I brought brought this up to um to um who was it now? I had someone on the pod. I can't remember who it was. Dave Lynch. Oh. Yeah. No, I think well, I think I brought it up every week for about four weeks because I was fuming about it. But I spoke to Dave Lynch about it, and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't I didn't agree with that one. That was a bit bit of a, a mad one. Yeah. It's just kind of it just makes me think I could do it to get clicks on the on, yeah, on the pieces. probably is, isn't it? It's a bit, yeah. It's a bit, it's a bit mad because you just need to watch a game of footy to realise what what Thiago brings. I, think, I think as well. I think I think everyone's kind of. I think as well because obviously he plays for us. Obviously, like you know, we're not obviously the most popular club in the country, are we? So like, there's that kind of you know, people are so desperate for him to fail. But to be fair, like a lot of people, you know, I've spoke to don't necessarily support Liverpool. I think have kind of appreciated in the last kind of six to eight weeks of the season how good he's been you know what I mean and you know what a good footballer he is because like I say you don't win the Champions League twice you know you don't win all those titles at Bayern Munich if you're if you're a bad player do you know what I mean he's he's fantastic I think he could have had probably any pick of any team in Europe and see off the back of last season you know winning the Champions League with Bayern Munich and obviously he chose Liverpool and you know and I'm just looking forward to seeing him next season do you know what I mean I really am like a, that, that goal he scored against Southampton you know if that was in front of a full cop that would have been unbelievable so it's just moments like that and I, I just I just can't wait so fingers crossed in September and August he's uh you know his song's going out as well um on the cop and yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because it feels like we haven't seen him yet if you know what I mean obviously he's been like a distant thing on the telly hasn't he and yeah. you know it, it, like even with the likes of Jota like you know we haven't really seen him properly if you know what I mean so hopefully I can say we'll be in a full Anfield soon and you know back to back to doing well and, and back to the top of the Premier League yeah, let's let's fucking hope so. I mean, like you said, it's, we've seen Thiago on the telly for Bayern, and then we've seen him on the telly for Liverpool. So it's kind of like we haven't seen him properly yet in like in the flesh. So that would, like I said, would, that will be nice. But uh, let's fly because we've got a few more to fly through here. So we've got one from Adam, uh, best player Mo goal, Allison versus West Brom, and being biased for that goal was just awesome against the very stubborn West Brom. <laughs> Most improved Trent, then Nat Trent. Uh, disappointing Cater, and a moment Allison versus West Brom. Uh, yeah, do you wanna do you wanna dissect the the Trent one? It's a, it's again it's a, it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because like I think he was I think he was all right until probably he got that calf injury at City, didn't he? Um, in like what November, late November maybe. Um, but I thought he was all right until then, and obviously he had the drop off from say Christmas. But I think collectively Liverpool had it. It wasn't like it was Trent, you know. Like I say, anyone who watches Liverpool realise when you when you take that many cogs out of like Jurgen Klopp's side, you're not gonna you're not gonna kind of 
um, reap the rewards. And obviously Trent wasn't because a huge part of Liverpool's game is you know relying on the fullbacks and offering the, that protection. You know, the, the midfielders kind of cutting back and kind of doing the defending for like Robertson and Trent when they go forward. And I think Trent was obviously caught out because he didn't have someone to do that for him. Um, and obviously, yeah, he, he wasn't enjoying it. You know, his, his best kind of period in in terms of just his all round performance. But I think. He's probably played now what about 120 games for Liverpool, 130 games for Liverpool. And you you think he's probably had like a 15 game? No, not probably not even that. Probably about a 10 game slump where he's, he's not been great. The, the other 100 odd games have been he's been fantastic. So I think obviously we've seen enough of Trent to know that he, he wasn't a bad player and he's not just come good this season. You know what I mean? He's been good for three or four seasons, hasn't he now? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that must be Adam's angle. So yeah, you, you put that eloquently there to the, to back Adam up with that, with that one. Oh, just one, just one for the West Brom one um, about Southern. They, they completely forgot about it, but the best part about that was that it was against um, Sam Allardyce, isn't it? Of just course. fantastic. Yeah. And his interview after his interview after he was just like his, his head had truly rolled off. I don't blame him, but it's just, it, it was absolutely perfect that he was against Sam Allardyce because he's absolutely horrible and he just sits there and he's, you know, he's so, he's just so smug and for that to happen against him, oh, just fantastic, made it even better. Yeah, and then the whole proper sort interview after going, oh, proper. I mean, yeah, he lost his uh, head had gone. Was, yeah, because they had a few chances, didn't they? Like, Allison made a good save and then I think... Uh, Trent covered Rob- one. Yeah, Trent came across the knee and covered one. Yeah, I mean, it's one of them. I mean, they're just they're such an awkward side to play against those kind of teams, especially they had nothing to play for at that kind of stage of the season. So it's kind of like, you know, everything was on us. And and to be fair, you know, like they obviously they targeted the centre-halves, didn't they? And they, they kind of knew they could get a bit of change out of them. But, you know, it was it was one of those. And we got we got through it. And like I say, it was if you could pick a way to win a football game, it, it would be that. You know what I mean? I don't know if I I would have known that was an option to win a football game, but, you know, to uh, to, to win like that against Sam Allardyce, like everything just included in that was just fantastic. Like you say, his interview and everything, it was just fantastic. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even mention that. Too. We that the that's a good point. Like the whole, it was the whole package where the person, the, the opponent, the opponent's manager, yeah. Ali, <laughs> his circumstances, us needing to win. A keeper, like, it's just amazing. Goalie, shouldn't happen. Yeah, it was just fucking... <laughs> Fucking mental, but yeah, let's let's see. let's hope there's no more contentious ones in these follow ones. Let's have a look. So, best we've got Fabinho, we've got goal, uh, Salah's second versus West Ham away. Um, I think that's the one we've just been talking about, isn't it? Against, yeah, that's the one, isn't it? And the one you said, like, as well, the first assist Firmino against uh, Leicester, yeah. most improved, Nat, uh, disappointing Kater, moment, Allison, that's from Shane, and then we've got. From Yash, we've got player of the season, Salah, goal of the season, uh, Alton Becker's goal, assist, Shaq, I imagine the same one we've mentioned. Uh, yeah. or it, could, it could be the one that, that you said against, was it against West Ham? Yeah. yeah, it could be that one. could be that one. Most improved player, Nat, most disappointing player, Naby, and then I can't see the bottom, I'm sorry, so we'll miss that one off. Uh, we've got another one, player of the season, Salah, goal of the season, uh, Alisson, assist, Trent to Hotter against Arsenal. Most improved, Nat. Most disappointing, uh, Kate. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm Kate is sure. getting rinsed, isn't he? Today, Kate is getting absolutely rinsed in these comments. Yeah, unless <laughs> unless he's um, he's he's from the future and he's just watched yours and he meant to put your name instead. I'm We've got we've got Mike player of the season, Fabiano. Yes, <laughs> Fabiano. <laughs> Fabiano, what was it? He was a beast. What player? What player? Yeah, 
Fucking hell. We'll have him. We'll have Adriano who's 99 shot. We're on Pro Evo as well while we're there. Uh, goal of the season, uh, Salah away at West Ham. Shaq, that ball to Salah against West Ham. Uh, Matt Phillips most improved. Now we can't let down again. Jeez. <laughs> goal versus West Brom. Yeah, fucking hell. Mike says that how it is. We've got one from Ken. Player of the season, Mo. Goal of the season, Ali. Who else? Assist. Tacky. Mo versus Arsenal. West is playing. T- oh, tacky. Uh, some, yeah. Some weird that. I don't know. I mean... I feel like he doesn't get he hardly got any chances. It's obviously we probably say the same with Cater, but I've, like Taki, it's not like he was exactly injury prone. Like, I, I don't think I think the thing with Cater is no one's doubting his ability. You know, if you can get you know games together and you get minutes on the pitch, I don't think anyone's doubting that there's a there's a genuinely world you know a really good you know player there. He could be world class one day, but I think with Taki, like you know, obviously there was there's, there's obviously yeah he signed just before the pandemic. Obviously he's had a hard start to life, but. I feel like obviously he probably wasn't doing enough in training, do you know? What I mean? Or I, obviously I don't know, but that's what I can only guess from because it wasn't like he was injured all the time. Do you know what I mean? Um, he was, just, yeah. He, yeah. And obviously he did all right at Southampton. I think he kind of he started with a bit of a bang and then he kind of just fizzled out, didn't he? Which is kind of sad. But you know, he's just probably one of them. You know, t- took a punt on him from Salzburg. You're probably going to make profit on him. You know what I mean? Because he's racked up what like thirty Premier League games. You know, you're probably going to make a few million quid on him and again just probably cut your losses and and then just say thanks but not not for us kind of thing yeah i think i mean i mentioned about salah's goal against palace earlier i think that was the game where he scored didn't he quite early on and you're like right there because i think his inclusion in that game was kind of like in the real madrid wasn't it It was kind of yeah "Hmm, because salah was bench wasn't he so it would have been marnie firmino tacky yeah i think tacky played off the left didn't he yeah marnie played off the, the right i think yeah. And he scored, like you say, after like 30 seconds, wasn't it? Yeah, and it, yeah. it was a good goal. And we were kind of thinking, that, and, that, and that's the thing, like, Klopp makes these decisions and that one paid off and obviously the Cape Town against Real Madrid didn't. And it was, I thought that was going to be like a kickstart for him, but obviously he just didn't didn't get the minutes he wanted, did he? So The tacky one was weird as well because his loan kind of came out of nowhere as well. I think it was like deadline day, wasn't it? And it kind of just came out of, you know, it wasn't like... You, you you could maybe see him going, but it, it it kind of just came out. I remember I just went on my phone one night. And it was like, oh, Minamino's like you know off to Southampton. It was dead late at night, and I was like, hang on, like we could we could probably do with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, but you know, for whatever reason, Klopp, you know, obviously sees more than than me and you and everyone kind of on Twitter. So, you know, Klopp made that decision, and you know, it's you can say it's kind of paid off because he hasn't set the world alight at Southampton, has he? And if he can't really be doing it, obviously, yeah, they've had a massive drop-off themselves, but if he can't kind of be like a mate, if you look at Harvey Elliott, he's gone to like a championship side and he's, you know, he's not a great side, but they're, they're you know, they finished, what, 16th, 17th, kind of thing, they? mid-table kind of thing. And, you know, he's, he's kind of set the championship alight, hasn't he? Not playing in a great side, but, you know, Taki hasn't done that. And I think that's the kind of difference. You think if, if they come back in pre-season, you've got Harvey Elliott above Minamino, haven't you? You know, He's, he's young, you, you kind of bullied him for the future and you kind of just say to him next... Well, I, I would certainly say, like, you know, go out and see see what you can do next season in, in bits and bobs in the cup games and, the, the you know, the odd Champions League game, you know, if it's a bit of a dead rubber, the odd Prem game here and there and, and see what you can do. But I just think Taki's... There's too many people above him now. Yeah, I think that when he'd left, it was... I mean, Twitter was fucking fuming when he left. Yeah. Twitter was some of the most vitriolic moments on like just fucking shit flying everywhere going why are we getting rid of Taku we need options and everything and it's like well yeah he's just obviously Klopp Klopp knows better than us doesn't he so just kind of yeah got he scored that goal against Newcastle do you remember it was a belt wasn't it from that proper tight angle and he smashed it in yeah. 
and then everyone was like, oh, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, everyone was just like, everyone was acting as if he was like this Ballon d'Or winner go, and everyone was like, we're going to get relegated. Do you know what I mean? Like, you just everything on Twitter is so like it's got to be either really, really good or really, really bad. Like, there's no kind of rationale behind any tweet is there ever. It's just all it's so extreme or knee jerk, and obviously that was an, another example of it. Yeah, I think everyone was watching Southampton's games, and if he didn't start, it was like, fucking hell, why is he starting Saki? And then if he scored, it was like, oh, I told you, we should have kept him. You know, just like, uh, just that, like, high and mighty, like, outlook, like, just like, you just want to reply, go, fuck <laughs> off, just fuck off. There was a few of those in our group chat, just people being like, um, we should have kept him, do you know what I mean? Like, every Southampton game, it was just like, he's starting, it's like, yeah, he's starting for Southampton, who were like 15th, you know, where we're going for top four, there's a difference. Yeah, I know. It just yeah, it doesn't make you laugh. But uh, yeah, let's let's fly through these because we're getting on for a fucking hour here. Fucking hell. Uh, so we've got one from Karen, uh, player of the season for Beanyown, goal of the season, Salah's second best West Ham goal of the season, uh, assist of the season. Sorry, Shakiri to Hoffman. Most improved Jones. Most yeah, improved Jones. Yeah, yeah. Good show. Good show. Can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah, most disappointed. I can't say the word disappointing today. Most disappointing. There we go. Marnie <laughs> and then obviously Alison for the, for the last one. We've got uh, Katie, the real copycat. Yeah, play the season, Mo. Goal of the season, Ali. Assist the season, Shaq to Mo. Matt Phillips, most improved. Most disappointing for me now. Pains me to say this as I really love the fella. Moments of the season, Ali's goal. Yeah, for me, no one is one we haven't talked about yet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like, obviously, goals have never really defined for me. You know, and obviously, he went on that really long drought for the most of last season. Then he got the, the goal against Chelsea on the, on the on that title night, didn't he? But I felt this, I, like last year, those times, or certainly in the first half of this year, I remember that Villa game, 7-2, and I just remember thinking, like, he doesn't offer anything. You know what I mean? Obviously, he scored a few more goals this year, but I think the second half of the season, I think he's, okay, he might not be scoring the goals that, you know, he's used to, but I think he's offering a lot more. Like, I just think his, his link-up plays there again, if that makes sense. Like, you know, he's dropping a lot deeper and kind of getting on the ball, and you know what I mean? Like, he's he's got more to his game. I just think last year his confidence was, was shot, wasn't it? And, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't say he was most disappointed. I'd say there was a far few worse than, than him, to be fair. I think that's quite, quite harsh on, on Bobby. But um, yeah, I try. I just say that because I, I do love him. Do you know what I mean? But, <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I can't see him get slandered. But um, yeah, I mean, time will tell with him again. Like you know, he's. I think he's thirty. Is he? Is he approaching thirty? Um, so he's another one. Obviously, you probably think one more year, maybe. Probably you think obviously you think how much running he's done over the past four or five, you know, years, six years, whatever. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably say he's probably got one more year left, hasn't he? Because I think his contract's 2023 as well, and I can't see us giving him a new one. Yeah. And I can't see us letting him go. He might go on a free, to be fair, but I, I just think you probably want to recoup a bit of some of his money and some of his wages. So that'll be that'll be an interesting one for sure. Yeah, I think everyone loves Bobby Dante for, for his kind of, his different way of playing as a striker. I mean, you get a lot of shit from behind the fans and everyone else saying yeah. defensive striker. Yeah, and then what I loved about that is then went and scored um, at Old Trafford. Oh, yeah. You got two? Did he get two? Got, yeah, I got two. Yeah, yeah, I think he got two. That, that made, that, like I said, your, I think that was your like moment of the season was the Salah, but, but like for me, those goals were up there for me as well, like I haven't mentioned, but yeah, they, that header was just... Yeah. Crazy, wasn't it? So that's another one. Well, I think it was Trent. Did Trent put the ball in? Or is it, was, was Trent. it Trent? That was, was Trent it, yeah. As well, yeah, because yeah, Trent, Trent ran that game. Trent was great, wasn't he, Old Trafford? He was really, really good that night. But yeah, like Bob, Bobby's one of those. Uh, I feel like everyone, 
he's, like, times last season, it felt like, you know, it's like, you know, when your pet's like on its way out and you're the vet's like, do you want to put it down? And you're like, you know, nah, we've got another couple of years left. That's what it felt <laughs> like times. Times I've seen you're kind of flogging a dead horse. But I think now he's kind of obviously kind of got back to it. Not obviously not to the level that we've seen in. I remember the Kiev season was probably his, his most prolific in terms of goals. I think he was just unbelievable. I think it was that year. Um, but, you know, he's obviously not going to get those kind of goals. But I think when you've got Salah and Mane and kind of players like that, you know, as inside forwards, you don't really need an out-and-out number nine as much. That's kind of my view on it because I think what you get what you get out of Bobby is more than what you get out of him. So if you had a you know, team of Vern or whatever, you know, would he work in that kind of system? I don't think so, no. Yeah, I think he's just kind of he's kind of like one of a kind, isn't he? Like because yeah. the, the job that he does and he, he allows the rest of the players to flourish. Obviously, this season's been a bit of a mad one, so it's affected everyone. I think it's affected him more more than most as well. So the fact that he had a good end of the season was was nice. Promising, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because I think so many people had a dip. They did it in reverse, didn't they? So many people had like a, a really strong start to the season and then you know kind of fell off a cliff kind of in, in kind of January, February, and March and kind of picked it back up in April. But for me, it was kind of the opposite, wasn't he? he didn't have a great start. Okay, he got he got a few goals and got one at Chelsea and you a couple at Chelsea, um, and and then you know he um, he, he finished really strongly, which is like you say, really promising because you think. Obviously, just talk about the Cop- Copper America, isn't there? Like, you know, the, the Brazil boycotting that or whatever. So, you know, if he gets a bit of rest this summer and he comes back next year, hopefully he can kind of have a, a good year for us and whatever. Yeah, I, I do hope so. Because he's, uh, like I said, he's, he's well loved. And we don't want to we don't want to give him the uh, lethal injection yet. We want to keep him, <laughs> keep him alive and kicking. But uh, we've got we've got two more left before we before we get out of here. We've got uh, Doug's gone for Fabinho. A lot of Fabinho's here, actually, to be fair. I mean, it's not surprising for how well he's done, but I yeah. just think, I mean, maybe maybe I'm just yeah, another boring bastard saying Salah's the easy option, but uh, goal of the season, Ali, assist, Trent first, West Brom, most improved, Nat, most disappointing, Naby, and then moments of the seasons, Wijnaldum's guard of honour. Yeah. yeah. Good shout. Yeah. Good shout, that. And then we've last one, Bradley Mooney, player of the season, Mo, goal of the season, Ali, uh, assist of the season, the one you said for me now, it's Leicester, and then most improved, Nat, most disappointing, Keita, and then most of the season, I think I can just make out the words Alison, yeah, Alison, yeah. So <laughs> that's yeah, enough. That's, yeah, I mean, I think we've, I think we've covered every single game there in an hour. I'd have to say, yeah, so <laughs> that's that's should be box out, office. But... Should be box office. <laughs> if you want to view more, just wire us a hundred quid to our <laughs> accounts, and we'll uh, we'll carry on for the rest of, <laughs> for the rest of the day. Uh, but yeah, like, keep a nice one for nice one for taking the time to jump on. Uh, no worries, thanks for having me. Go and follow him on Twitter. You can see his little Twitter tag there underneath. Uh, the bit on oh, video. There there you go. <laughs> you've got it. You've got it. Uh, yeah, there's another video coming out soon. With um, I'm just doing a little plug for Jay because I know he'll, he'll enjoy it. Jay's doing like a um, copyright origins where he, he talks about the the career of a Liverpool player and maybe all the highs and lows and stuff. And the first one he's going to do is Patrick Berger. So that should be coming out soon. So that's going to be, have a look have a look forward to that one because that'll be, I can't, I can't wait for it to myself. I haven't even seen it yet and I, I can't wait for it. So uh, have a look out for that. And yeah, usually I'd say see you next time, but I don't know when that's going to be. That could be, you can't, yeah, you can't write it could be It could be tomorrow, it could be in three weeks and we've signed three players. Let's hope, let's hope, it's, let's hope it's sooner rather than later and we've signed a few more players. But yeah, nice one. Nice one to everyone in the comments. Nice one to keep it again. And uh, yeah, we'll see you we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.